I love a good old fashioned who done it. Oh, welcome yeah, to episode 88, everybody. <laughs> Uh, we're doing a duet today, everyone. So uh, this is Andrew, as usual, and I'm joined by Maddie. Hi. So uh, this might be one of our shorter episodes. Um, we're just going to do the news, it seems like, today, since it's just the two of us. Um, and we have actually a some more uh, effects artists lined up for more interviews soon. But, you know, that can't happen every episode, at least for the time being. So... Uh, Anyway, let's get right into the news. Okay, so the first item on the list, Maddie, is we got, uh, this is just in, this is hot off the presses. I just saw this today um, before, uh, when I was putting the news together uh, for the episode. Justice League is rumored to have two post credit scenes and at least one, maybe both, will involve the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been like lots of rumors and lots of like casting. Uh, yeah, basically a lot of casting rumors about this. And uh, I've heard it's going to be like a buddy cop movie, what they're going to do. I think we talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. And um, it's going to be cool if they, you know, it seems like they're going to do John Lantern. I mean, John um, Stewart and uh, Hal Jordan. So uh, I think it'd be kind of cool to finally have that going on. I mean, if they could like make a PG thirteen, because it's probably gonna be like a PG thirteen lethal weapon with those two. Fuck yeah, man, dude! Like just a balls out action movie. Maybe. I mean, I think it'd be fun. I, I definitely think for Green Lantern, they got to go a different route than an origin story at this point. No one cared about the last one. But like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a shitty movie. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I kind of like just throw me in. I'll figure it out. I'm not, you know, I'm a smart human being. I don't need, I don't need, right. uh, I don't need my handheld as I walk through a comic book movie, you know. But I mean, I get, I get that it's not for me. It's not, you know, it's not for fans. Where you know they're trying to appease fans and then people who don't watch comic book movies. But I think at some point you just got to be like, fuck it, you know. If it's good and the, and the casting's correct, people will turn out to see that shit no matter. Right. Yeah, I mean, if they if they really lean in, if this is like Bad Boys in Space, this movie is going to be incredible with you know Green Lantern rings. I, yeah. I really i I'd kind of like to see them do a fucking bad like just copy Bad Boys but put it into a space environment with the same kind of back and forth. Yeah, um, and there's even like a black and white thing too, like Hal Jordan white and John Lennon. John, I keep saying that John Stewart being black and maybe even I don't know maybe even have at least some racial humor. You know, in good taste, if you could, if that's, and I think that's possible, um, have that in, in space. I think there's something really kind of cool and original and fresh there. And uh, I think it could be a fucking shitload of fun, man. It really could. I mean, with Guardians, you know, we've seen really fun. They're not buddy cops, but there's a lot of buddy thieves going on in that movie. And I think that it won't, it's, it's not entirely a whole lot different, you know, they could really make like their, uh, guardians type of movie with, yeah. with this, you know? Yeah. I would like to see maybe one of the actors be a little older and one of them a little younger mm. and like getting the lantern powers. Like, so you kind of get that introduction, but right. you also have this old one. So you get that lethal weapon, like Riggs and Murtaugh kind of yeah. 
like, no, you're just an old man. You don't know shit. Boy, let me right. tell you something right. about and, You know, um, but I think that could be kind of fun because we haven't really seen that yet necessarily in the, uh, in the, in DC or I don't know if Marvel's really done it. Maybe I guess with, it's always been like father son stuff, but never like having an older best friend that you, cause it's always the thing I liked about the lethal weapon movies was like, they had this camaraderie, right. even though the age difference was so like, you know, Mel Gibson's super young, uh, Danny Glover's about trying to retire. And I always thought that was a funny dynamic of like, yes. It, so, you know, cause they got each other, even though they're two, two opposites. And I think if they can like hone in on how opposite they are, with likable actors and characters. I mean, the movie sets itself, man. Just put them in fucking space and just do that. You right. Know? Dude, I mean, I think the ground is so fertile there. I mean, think about like, and maybe not even bad boys, like like a rush hour in space or something like that. We haven't had a really great buddy cop movie in a long time. And I don't think we've ever had a good body or any buddy cop movie in space. So, I mean, they, they have so much they could do, man. There's so much here, and hopefully they capitalize on it. And they also got to bring him into, I guess, Justice League 2 and how that all that plays out. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Justice League, is maybe it'll be a mess, but I, I am so interested to see how this plays out, you know, with fucking <laughs> it, being, it having, like, two totally different directors on it. Yeah, man, there's... Uh... You know, I, I'm ready for it, man. I, you know, <laughs> it's good to see. I want to see uh, Jason. I want to see Aquaman. I'm excited for that. I'm, you know, maybe that's the and want to see Wonder Woman again. I'm very excited to see that. Uh, yeah, that was. Another. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just in. Like, I'll watch it. Like, I'm, at this point, I think people know listening to this podcast. We'll watch any superhero movie that comes out. Yeah, we're kind of down. So, I mean, I think there's. This is one of the things I said in the beginning about Superhouse. We're we're definitely not that um, we're not that negative nerd asshole at the comic shop that hates everything. We're mm-hmm. kind of, we're kind of like into we're, we're kind of mostly a positive group and maybe some people would say we're not, uh, we're not critical enough, but it's like, I, I feel like if, if you're into this stuff, you're into this stuff, you know, you're, it's, it's really simple. Like, maybe we'd be more critical of uh, some other type of genre, but this is the genre that we're kind of automatically into. So, uh, you know, how, if, if you really hate every comic book movie that comes out, why the fuck are you at a comic shop talking shit? You know, I think everybody's seen that dude at the local comic shop. Yeah. It's, or what do you, and then you see that dude online a lot as well. And it, you know, <laughs> just what are you doing? If you hate it, then stop talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think we, I think, I've just seen so many movies and I think uh, everyone at this podcast, we've watched so many movies and like, it's, you know, I think we did bash the stuff that needs to be bashed or, but we, I feel like we always try to find something good in the right. movie that we that we enjoy. Like Batman vs Superman is not a good movie, yeah. but some of the Batman stuff is really dope. You know, yes, like yes, yes. Yeah, some Wonder Woman stuff is really dope and that's cool. I like that. I can have those moments. It's like, cause I've seen, the worst of the I've seen like B movies that are just so fucking terrible. So it's really hard for me to like, <laughs> like just hate on something. You know, I remember walking out of Batman vs Superman and being like, oh, I had a lot of fun. Like I didn't think I would, and it was kind of fun because I've seen some trashy ass fucking movies, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to like hate. Like it has to be so bad. You know, like I, I feel like the best the the best example I has is like everyone didn't like most people don't like the Dark Tower movie. That's yeah. fine, but there are things I like about it. Yeah, I don't think it's great, 
I don't think it's the best yeah. movie ever made, but I've seen a lot of shitty shit. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why I, I like Kevin Smith too, because he's he's a guy that's in the industry. He's pretty much made it, and he's not cynical at all. He's he'd be actually good for Superhouse because he is so he's like mostly positive. I remember he re, he helped review, he helped like I think he helped Roper review movies whenever Ebert was sick or something at one point, and he kind of gave almost everything a thumbs up. And Roper was always pissed because it's like, what the fuck? Why do you why do you like this? This is ridiculous. But you know, if you like movies, you like movies. I mean, there are definitely a lot of shitty movies, but yeah, you know, a good day to theater. I mean, he would always say, "I love this." He would always say, "Like a bad day at the theater is still a great day." Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think all of us here. That's, I mean, you have to you that most of the Superhouse podcast is made up of filmmakers <laughs> yeah and then a couple of us are illustrators or do like animation or you know in the video game um industry or whatever and you know but we all appreciate it and you know for all the bad stuff that i've watched there's ultimately great stuff out there that you know influences my artwork today that you know and i agree with that like you know it's fun to go to the movies because you, you get swept up in a world even if it's kind of a bad movie right you know, if the filmmaker's doing their job somewhat correctly, you kind of get uh, swept up in it. So, right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got uh, the news that the uh, the new X Men film, New Mutants, has finished principal photography. Um, I didn't know it was this far along. Honestly, uh, I, what exactly is the plot here? Does anybody know? Do you? I mean, do you? <laughs> I'm used to having more people here. Do you know, Maddie? I have no idea about the new mutants. I just, I remember us talking about it having more of a horror aspect to it. And I was oh, kind right. of, and I was just like, mm, like, I was kind of hesitant. Cause I was like, what, like, what do you mean horror aspect? Like, I mean, are we getting like, you know, like what kind of horror movie are we get in here? Right. So I'm interested on that point. Also the fact that like, uh, isn't it, uh, Maisie Williams, isn't Maisie Williams? I would say it? her name is pronounced Maisie, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. She's English AF, so who knows? Um, May Maisie but, Williams, yeah, from Game then, of Thrones, yeah, Arya, the one girl from The Witch, Anna Taylor jo Joy. Oh, she's in that shit. Yeah, she plays a, a witch in it. So, oh, well, that's but, that's um, awesome. But like that casting, and I feel like there was some other casting that got released too. But dude, if they do an X Men horror movie, remember. I'm kind of down. Uh, I don't care if it's PG thirteen YA horror. Uh, I, I definitely I want to see this movie, and with Arya in it, uh, I'm, I'm I'm down. I can't wait to see a trailer, man. If if principal photography is done, then we got a trailer coming in the next month or so. Yeah, I mean PG thirteen horror doesn't bother me. Like I kind of got in this little uh, talk with some people at GameStop about like, oh, it's rated, <laughs> like rated R makes good horror. I'm like, that's not necessarily true. I've seen some pretty shitty bad R rated horror films. Um, so I mean, it's all about like you're so I don't know. I feel like there. I don't know if I've seen a PG thirteen horror movie because I don't really look at ratings anymore. I just kind of go see <laughs> yeah. stuff that looks good to me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it can be done. Like Paranormal Activity. Nah. Maybe Paranormal Activity was PG thirteen. I don't know. I'd have to do some research. Uh, that might be R actually, but I, I'm not certain about that. I'm sure they're good ones. I'm just saying because I mean, wasn't the ring wasn't the ring PG thirteen? Oh. There's no way. I don't There's know really the ring. much blood. We could look this up right now. Hold on. 
Yeah, I'm tab two again. <laughs> You're doing it right now? Let's take a look. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at paranormal activity. I'm just, because I don't remember there being anything super terrible in that movie besides it scaring the shit out of me. That came out when we were in college, right? No, we uh, Steph and I were living in Chicago at the time. We rode our bikes to see it. To see the ring? We, oh, no, par- I was looking at paranormal activity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You no, yeah, ring- it seems like the ring from 2002, that was our first year of college, actually. So, or it came out right before we came, we went to college. But anyway, yeah, that had, that was PG-13, apparently. Really? Yeah. Damn, well, that's a good movie. That's a good remake. Yeah, so that that's that's also pretty scary, and it's paranormal activities rated R. You're right. Damn, Andrew, how the fuck do you remember that? Have you even seen this movie? <laughs> yeah, I have. I've seen a couple of them actually. I wonder why that's rated R. <sighs> Who knows? They have different reasons for doing all that shit. I mean, oh, it might be language. Fuck language. Like what the fuck? Fuck <laughs> language. <laughs> that's why I got it R rating. That's that's dumb. <laughs> It's also dumb for the makers too, because you know if they just took away the language, then they could reach a much, much bigger audience. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I don't know. I don't mind that. Like, I think if it's got if New Mutants has a good director behind it and a good writing team, then it's going to be a solid X Men film. So I'm down. I don't know much about it, so I'm very interested. It's kind of nice to that we're getting out of the stuff that I know a lot about. Yeah. So yeah. I think like I think Guardians was the first one I saw, and then I'd say Doctor Strange that I wasn't too familiar with, and they they were yeah. uh, Guardians was pleasantly I was pleasantly surprised. Doctor Strange, eh, I, I'm kind of yeah. I think I've said it's not my favorite Marvel movie. I don't know why if we needed it because you could have just introduced them and I would have been fine with just being like, oh, Doctor Strange is here. That's cool because I was okay with it, it. But for me, it kind of felt like you know like it's it's kind of like the harry potter <laughs> kind of felt like harry potter of the of the marvel world which is fine and that's a humongous fan base so i get it but it at the same time yeah it's not it's not exactly my my favorite marvel movie yeah. but um it was you it is yuka's favorite marvel movie what does she know just kidding yuka. <laughs> yeah, she, she she loves it she, i mean she, she loves harry potter and stuff too so i mean i definitely i think i probably liked it more than you did um as far as from what I can gather, but um, I didn't, I didn't love it at the same time. Yeah. I just, I kind of just like walked down. I was like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm excited for the, all the Marvel stuff, but it's kind of nice that we're finally getting some like different stuff that like, I'm sure there's a fan base. I'm sure it's huge. And I'm sure, right. you know, people are already upset by the casting. So whatever the fuck, but it's nice that we're going to get some movies that I don't necessarily know anything about. And I have to research before I go see, or if I don't want to, it's like I'm gonna get like this new story that I don't know anything about, which probably right. in turn will make me want to read some of like the best runs of the series, which is like what I want when I go see something I don't know anything about, something that'll hook me and be like, oh, I need to know more about these characters. So that's what makes me excited for New Mutants. Yeah, to me, as long as I mean, it seems like different enough, and this cast seems good. So totally, I'm just so I'm ready for this. Is I think it's good it's going to be one of the ones I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to. And also it being Fox, it's going to have a different vibe than the uh, Disney ones. So yeah, I'm yeah. fucking down, man. Let's go to the, let's go to the next point here. We got um, so new Hellboy images have surfaced with David Harbor being the new Hellboy and um, man looking metal as fuck, bro. That's all I got to say about that. Actually, Dude. that's not all I got to say, but man, looks, <laughs> it's looking good. <laughs> 
well, I mean, if you don't have, I'll go and then you can go again. Okay, yeah, go, go, go. Um, but uh, I, I honestly did not think we'd be seeing Hellboy photos this soon. Uh huh. Like, yeah. This is super fucking fast, dude. Because um, there's like the one that was released in color with him and like the red and like you know the red skin, and then there's a black and white photo Harbor released of him in black and white with a trench coat on. Yeah. Um, which, dude, like I, if I had any beef about it, I just don't like the long hair. <laughs> but oh, that's my only beef, and I watch the fucking movie. Like I am fucking sold. I think he looks. I'm gonna get some heat off this, Andrew. <laughs> I think he looks better than Ron Perlman, man. I mean, I love oh. Ron. And I love those Hellboy movies, but I like this darker, grittier look. I think it's what Hellboy should have been the first time around. Uh-huh. Not, dis- not dis- dissing those Del Toro movies because I enjoy them. And I think they're very fun and like very whimsical. And that's great. And I think for one, the time that they came out, that's what we needed. You right. know? But it's like, cool, we had that whimsical, fun Hellboy. Right. But now like Stefan and I were talking about how we want like a darker, more folklore like, you know, like trying to make Hellboy a scary film franchise, like not like I don't need like intense horror movie, but like enough, like I need dark spaces. I need stuff coming that goes bump in the night and I need Hellboy stopping it. Right. Um, yeah. I'm very interested to hear his voice and like, like his take on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the only thing we have to compare it to is like, but besides the way you read Hellboy, when you read Hellboy, yeah, <laughs> you only have Perlman's version, which is like, you know, more of a cartoony version of Hellboy, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that he's just like very, like it's a very low voice. He doesn't talk a lot, you know, like he has his one liners, but you know, I don't know, right. man, but I was very excited with the images. Like I said, I, I was like, Holy fuck. Like already, like what the fuck is that? Like, is this movie coming out tomorrow? And I like, I fell asleep and no one told me like, I just felt like it was so fast, man. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. probably just production stills and them just taking photos and they haven't even shot like a frame of film yet, but still, man. Um, and then that also gets me wondering, like, we going to get Abe Sapien in this or we getting other characters or is it just Hellboy on his own this time? Cause like reading the comics, I would love to see Abe do some like Kung Fu shit because oh, he yeah, did martial awesome. arts. Yeah. So, um, which I always liked. And I don't want him wearing that fucking breathing apparatus thing. That was dumb. <laughs> That's one of my biggest beef with the Del Toro movies because Abe has lungs that he can breathe, breathe uh, oxygen with, or he can breathe water with, and he can switch between the two, which is gene. Like if you're a writer, that's great. You don't yeah. have to explain it like this. I can do this. And you're like, well, you're a creature. I believe it. Yeah. And right. It's just like, you know, I mean, obviously he's a water, like he likes to be in the water more than on land, but he can stay on land for hours at a time and stuff. He doesn't like absolutely need to breathe water. Right. So I don't know. I'm very interested to see like who we're getting as the team or if this just is Hellboy the first time. And then like, maybe it'll set us up for like the BPRD. So I don't know. I'm excited, man. I think those images look great. Sign me up. Take my money now. I wish Stefan was here to talk about this because he's the I think he's the main Hellboy fan on the oh, podcast. Yeah. Um, I actually never even read Hellboy. Full disclosure, I'm not trying to be a poser out here. Uh, I just that's one that's one series that I just haven't gotten to yet. But as far as I real as far as I can gather, isn't there a lot of um, conspiracy theory type stuff in the source material? Or am I wrong about that? Um, I mean, there's a lot. They draw a lot from like folklore and like he's fought okay. like he's fought like werewolves and the baba yaga and um just a lot of folklore from all over the 
all over the world he's kind of dealt with. I don't know if there's really like any conspiracy stuff, except that like monsters do exist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just, I, I've seen like a behind the scenes of Mike Mignola talking about, uh, you know, his, 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 the creation of Hellboy. And he said he had one shot to do this and he just threw everything he loved into one idea. And then that became Hellboy. And uh, I think I remember something about conspiracy theories. Something I don't know what I'm. I'm, I'm sure L- Stefan's listening to this right now, and he's like, "What the fuck? You guys all know." <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I read the. I've read like the the one that um, the first El Toro movie is based off of, and I've read some other stuff. But it's been like, I probably read those in college, dude. It's definitely been like ten plus years since I've read. Yeah. The fucking Hellboy book. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff. I mean, the thing is, is like you, you and I are drawn to different things when we read comics. Probably like, give me all the monster shit. That's the stuff I care about. You know, like I want to see him fight every monster that exists that I know about. You know, so right. But um, I don't know. I like just for the sake of the movie and the image. I think it looks great. I'm very excited to see like what uh, Marshall has to like what he's gonna do with it. Because I mean besides directing some game of thrones episodes like i don't know what he's done but like the descent and dog soldiers were are two of my favorite horror movies uh you know that was a solid werewolf movie to come out and i did not and like the descent like freaked me out dude it was because i'm kind of oh i saw the theater yeah that was pretty good man so uh, and then centurion was pretty good too about roman soldier soldiers can't talk um i have not seen that it's on Netflix, I think, or Hulu or something, but really good Roman soldier movie. It's got Fassbender in it before he became who he is now. So wow, he's still that's like interesting. Um, I mean, he's the main star of the movie, but it's like a smaller movie, you know, like, um, what else? I just yeah, like I they're mean, doing a different take. I mean, of course he's going to look different, man. I mean, they want to do a different movie. This is a totally different, it's totally different Hellboy, you know? Are people, I mean, the, the, uh, you know, big props to, del toro for making a, fa- a movie that the fans of the source material love that says a lot about del toro because i think it's really easy to fuck up this kind of stuff but del toro doesn't let the fans down and it was pe- people got so attached to it they're they're pissed that it's this one's not exactly like it okay you can't let an artist take his own direction i mean it's, he's he didn't make hellboy purple or white here you know it's not huge huge differences yeah i mean I, have people been hating on the new look or something there has been a little backlash I've, but it hasn't been it's not been huge it's been actually mostly good but there's always at least some some backlash yeah i really liked uh, another little tidbit i mean whatever i don't care like it looks cool i like that it looks different i love that the uh the right hand of doom looks more metal than like rock or stone. Right. Like the Toro. Uh, I forget, man, damn it. I should have this photo in front of me. You know, that'd be a good thing to do since we have a podcast and we're trying to tell people our opinions on things. Right. <laughs> what is uh, it? I always thought it was kind of like a rock material. It's, it's not, it's not supposed to be. Um, I mean, I think it is in the comic. Okay. But I think, I just think it depends on who's drawing it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, this one looks more like metal. Um, I like that the, um, I like that his like little horn nubs are a lot bigger. Um, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I like that too. I think it just looks like an '80s metal album cover. He kind of looks like Glenn Danzig a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, actually, somebody said on Reddit actually one of the comments under the picture was he looks like Danzig but happier. It's <laughs> 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 oh, so good. Yeah, I was trying to think of other stuff. Like, I don't like the hair loose. I don't know. I think that just might be because I like the way that... But that is such an easy fix, and the, I think that they'll probably put it in the bun later. I think they, you know, it's... Come on, man. That's I, I, I understand the grievance, but at the same time, I think that they're probably going to fix that anyway at some point. They want to have, like, a, they want to have two versions, probably, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally fine with. Um, I'm totally fine with it. I just like if I had to gripe, I just don't like that stringy hair stuff. Yeah, um, but that's me. I mean, I got no. I mean, it's not like it's going to deter me from seeing this movie. Oh no! At all. Yeah. So yeah, I'm but, down. Yeah, man. The picture's dope. Looking at it right now. Can't wait for this fucking movie. I was surprised how good it was. Yeah, it's 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 really good looking. Let's go to the next one here. We got um, some Nightwing news, um, which has kind of been, there hasn't been much as far as Nightwing is concerned recently, but this week we had a few tidbits. Uh, the Nightwing movie director, Chris McKay, teases his badass action take, and it's apparently going to have minimal CG. And also, this movie will have lots of nods, he said, uh, to Dick Grayson's circus past. So I think that's going to be cool. I think, I mean, to me, Nightwing is infinitely cooler than Robin is, honestly. Suit's um, better. The suit is just better, man. Um, Robin, you know, some of the later designs, like the Injustice designs and the Arkham designs, they, they're they cool. They are actually kind of yeah. cool. But they'll just never be as cool as Nightwing, man. Nightwing is so cool. Yeah, I think my favorite is uh, when Damian Wayne came into the comics. Uh-huh. And I think there's a line of him saying, like, someone actually wore this. Oh, yeah he, yeah. he does his own spin on it. Anywhere he has, like, the cloak with the hood, which I always thought was pretty fucking dope, which I think they did incorporate into the Arkham game. Right, yeah, I think they did. So I always liked that look. I always thought that was cool and a good take on, like, someone who would realistically, like, go out and bat. Because, like, it's almost like the, the original uh, Robin outfit was, like, kind of like when women in comics put on like they just have like on underwear and then a bra basically yeah it's like robin just had on tights and fucking underwear dude and it's like he goes out and fights in that like what the fuck really yeah um, so i liked when like the more updated versions of robin but i always thought like when i like i've never read any nightwing stuff but i always liked the way he looked i always you know and anytime he shows up in a batman comic i've read i always like i should read some nightwing stuff i like this guy but then i never do so I know. Actually, I don't think I have either, and I need to remedy that. Um, I, I mean, he's to me. It seems like I don't even know why he hasn't had a fucking CW show made yet, because people are are complaining so much about um, Arrow not being Arrow is supposed to have a it's kind of almost like a Spider-Man sense of humor or Green Lantern yeah. sense of humor, and it's the show is too dark for that. But if and that's the problem. But if they did. Nightwing, Nightwing, I don't think needs as much humor, and also he he could be a teenager. It would it would, it could attract that um that you know teenage audience, and 
uh, it's closer to the Batman mythology than Arrow is, so it would be an easier sell. It's actually kind of mind-boggling that they haven't had uh, Nightwing on on TV yet to me. But it's going to be fucking awesome. Chris McKay's a good good director, and it seems like, from what you can tell from reading the news anyway, that he has a lot of passion for this. And going with minimal CG and, and more like practical stunts and stuff, Again, I'm fucking down, bro. I want to see Nightwing in Gotham or Bloodhaven, uh, his town. I want to see him fucking shut up in Bloodhaven. Um, man, I, yeah, I, I wish I could say more, but I, I, in, a, in, in one sentence, I'm down. I'm fucking down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll watch it. I, I think it's good that we're kind of getting these other characters that instead of like a Batman, Superman movie every year, you know, yes, or yes, every, yes. even if we do get them, we get a Nightwing. Um, I don't know. I, I literally know nothing about this and I probably won't until I go see it. So, um, well, I mean, we don't have to go on a huge tangent here, but basically Nightwing, because Batman is an asshole, <laughs> he's hard to work with. If you can believe that, uh, you know, it's fucking Dick Grayson, the original Robin, and he goes off on his own because he can't stand Batman anymore. That's generally how it's written. He can still interact with them. They still go on missions together. But as for being his sidekick, it's way too much. He's just too much of an asshole. So, so you get like family drama and you get, uh, you know, a coming of age story as well. I mean, there's so, dude, I guess I'm more of a Nightwing fan than I was expecting, but I'm, I'm just so fucking ready for this movie, man. Damn, you're gonna like read everything before this fucking movie comes out. Back, like, Andrew, what about this? I'm like, well, actually, in this issue, blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I need yeah. to. Damn. That um, I heard that. Um, apparently, uh, the the you know DC Rebirth going on now in the comics. Somebody said that the the Batman Beyond for that too. That the current series for that is actually one of the hidden gems of the, of Rebirth. So I'm gonna be getting that 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 first trade as well at some point soon. Yeah. Here. I heard- I heard the Batman Beyond, there was like Batman Beyond Universe or something. It was like a new 52 because I heard the Batman Beyond, just with that title, was pretty, wasn't good in the new 52. But yeah. then I heard like they re brought it out as like a rebranded it as Universe or whatever the fuck it was called. And yeah. That one was supposed to be good too. And I was just like, I want to read it. But I was like, God, I just love the cartoon so much, man. I just want to watch it. Like reading it just isn't as fun. And I was like watching yeah. the show. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, it never is really. I, I mean, that's my that's the movie I want to see get made. Batman oh man! Movie. Or, or just Batman? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah! Oh god! So great! Um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we got more DC news here. Uh, there was some apparently a leak, or somebody said maybe maybe Ben Affleck himself started talking about his script that's not going to get made. Uh, called uh where he says ben i think ben affleck said this sources oh never mind anyway anyway the quote is sources tell me it's inspired by the game where deathstroke is setting up all these traps and beating the crap out of batman um and i think going with an aronofsky uh influence for a batman movie is never a bad idea this Mm -hmm. This would have been awesome. I was kind of excited about this. I, I mean, we I know we've discussed this before. Reeves is going to see us through. Uh, I think we're going to get a good movie out of him too. But man, it would be it would have been cool to see this movie as well. This would have been awesome. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm fucking dead. I'm like just that little snippet. I was like, why the fuck aren't they making that movie? Oh God, I know. Like, I, haven't, I haven't seen that yet. You know, I haven't seen that on film. 
But right. like you said, Reeves is in command now, and maybe we'll use some moments from that script. Because if there's anything we've learned, uh, and stuff gets hacked out of them to use another script. So uh, I was yes. watching this uh, to side tangent for a quick second. Yeah, I was watching a like four part mini documentary about uh, when Carrie Fukunaga, I Fukunaga, guess, Fukunaga, Fukunaga was uh, attached to direct it. Yeah. And like the three scripts that he wrote or two and then another guy came in and they basically just like the it that we saw is like an amalgamation of like him this other like him and his his writing partner chase dude totally forgot the guy's name but uh you know but some of that stuff did make it into the it movie that came out in theaters so right you know, maybe we'll see an aspect of this death stroke or this idea i don't know as long as i see something i haven't seen before or you know, I'm fine if I've read it before, if I've seen it in the comics, that doesn't bug me. But, you know, if I get another fucking Batman origin story, I might blow my head off, dude. It might. I don't think we'll be getting that. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know why we would get that again. Yeah, I mean, I doubt it as well, but it's just like, eh, I don't know. I, I'm up forever. Like you said, Reeves knows what he's doing. He's made some solid fucking flicks, in my opinion. Um, So I think he'll make a fucking amazing Batman movie. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, all I can say about this is I wish, I wish they would make it. I wish Reeves would make this movie, but uh, maybe that's just not going to happen. Maybe we'll see it in some form later on, maybe comic book or animated. You know, so we'll see. And Deathstroke looked badass as fuck. Uh, man, yeah. Manganiello. Yeah, that that footage looked great. It looked right out of Ar- Arkham. I mean. You know, who who says that we're not going to get some of that? So, yeah, we you never know. I guess I think Deathstroke would be a cool villain, but there's also a fucking great rogues gallery of people they can pull from, right? And you know, maybe Reeves has a favorite Batman character that he wants to bring to the screen. So, he, who knows, man? Like, fuck, I can't wait for some details to drop about. I know. I want to know the villain he chooses, man. I'm going to run wild with that. Yeah whenever they reveal that, like what if he chooses freeze? Cause he loved uh, the Batman animated freeze so much, you know that God, there's just so much they could do there. There is. And there's so many fucking villains too, man. I, I would love to see a court of owls movie. I think oh, he could kill that out. too. Yeah. He could destroy that. That'd be so good. So. Okay. Let's move to the next one here. We got some justice league news. Ezra Miller said there was there's been one change since the Silver Age flash in Justice League. Basically, he says that the suit does not go in and out of the ring. Which to me, I've never I mean, I love the Flash show. I've read some Flash comics. I like the Flash a lot. But if they don't do that, I'm not really too hurt. If they change that particular aspect, I don't really need the suit to come in and out of a ring. No. No, it's kind of it's kind of dumb. It's a Silver Age idea that might have been awesome back then, and there is some charm to that idea. It's like a classic superhero kind of silliness that I think a lot of people can get on board with. But if this is one of the biggest changes they make, it's not really too much of an issue for for me. I mean, obviously, from like all the footage we've seen, we're not getting that flash. I mean, he's yeah. in a fucking. It almost looks like a fucking mech suit, dude. So yeah, exactly. I mean, that thing can't fit in a ring, and there's no way you can tell me that it can. 
for me to believe it. Now, if it was like a suit, like in the Flash television show, I'd believe it. No yeah, issues. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But like, I mean, that this universe is separate from that universe. And like, at least you're, do they do it in the Flash TV show now? No. What he does is he just puts it on really fast. <laughs> I thought they were like gearing up for that. Like the last episode I watched, she was like, we need to work on that or something. They might be doing that because the, that show likes to lean to the source material as much as they can, which is partially because of the, or the, maybe the main reason for its success. Uh, but I, I don't remember that particularly, but I think it, that's probably what, what they're going to do soon. Cause didn't one of the evil flashes use the ring? Yeah, because they do it in season uh, two. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. It's been a while. I think I can't, dude. All this shit runs together after a while. Yeah, I know. We are the worst at talking about geek stuff. <laughs> it's hard to watch all this shit too, man. I mean, there's like eight CW shows to watch. I mean, even apparently Riverdale's got really awesome reviews. You know, it's like, it's like man, I can't watch all this shit. It's so much going on. I watched Riverdale. It was. It's like if Archie and if the Archie comics were written by David Lynch. <laughs> Twin Peaks, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and not even written by David Lynch because it'd be way more fucked up. But, you know, if like, it's like, it's like a David Lynch light. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, it's that's... all about murder and sex. And I don't know. I mean, it was okay. It was a fun watch. Like, I didn't mind the show just because it was a different take. And, who the fuck wants to watch Archie? Like the way it's written in the comics, like verbatim, a live action show. No one, no one wants to watch that. I'm just surprised uh, how much staying power that comic has had, man. I mean, that shit's been going on forever and it's not a superhero thing. It doesn't stop. Yeah. I, the, I think the last one I read was when uh, Archie takes on Predator and I was in, everyone knows why I read that one. So yeah, it wasn't Archie. No. But yeah, there's no fucking ring in Justice League Flash, but I don't think anybody will give a shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't whatever. I'm sure. <laughs> don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. Let's move on. We got <laughs> fast paced today. Wonder Woman 2. Uh, they've got a writer on board. Dave Callahan, guy that wrote The Expendables, has joined to co write the script. Why? Like, okay. Maybe he can write action, but why do they get these? Maybe he's good. Maybe he's got a great idea. I don't know. I never met the guy, but it just from the outside, it just feels like you didn't you you don't want to do better with your biggest movie this year. I mean, Warner Brothers, you guys, this is your best movie this year. You're not going to give this movie a better writer. It just it just it's crazy to me. It's so it's so weird. The Expendables, Expendables wasn't good. I'm just going to let everybody know that right now. Yeah. I, mean, I hope for that movie, you know, I, in my opinion, trash. It's really not. I don't care if you watch it or I watched the sequel too, also trash. It's a novelty. It's a it's a novelty series. But that, that the thing is, it stops there. It's not really a, a movie. It's just some sort of weird novelty thing you watch. I don't this know. This is probably some like power movie by some fucking like dude, some like sexist asshole that's like, you know, who works at Warner Brothers and is like, a woman can't write this script by herself. She's already directing it. We got to get a guy in there to do some good action. Yeah. I just say, let Patty do it all. Yeah. <laughs> I get Gil you Simone know, like, in there. Yeah, someone. I mean, like, they can write action. I mean, if that's the issue, then that's why you have, like, a stunt guy. 
to help yeah. you figure that shit out to make it look cool. Like you don't need some fucking man to write your fucking action movie. You know, Hopefully Patty has last say on all that stuff, man, because she did such a good I mean, job. I mean, they can't fuck this up, dude. Yeah. If they do, it's, you know, the backlash would be, I don't even know, man. The backlash would be ridiculous. They really got to do it right. And if they're going to do it in the 80s with the Cold War, um, I mean, I don't know. I guess this guy, they, he must have had some really good idea for the script. and Maybe, maybe Patty Jenkins is on board. I just, it's really hard to say at this point, but first impressions were not good. They were not good. No, I mean, I can say maybe he's making a pass at a script or, you know, has, like you said, a script idea that they're considering. Yeah. But I don't see this guy staying on for very long. Like he might get a writing credit, but. People drop like flies these days, man. They drop in the middle of movies these days. Shit. You know, it's true. You know, it's true. (laughs) They're dropping Han Solo directors and fucking Zack Snyder's office fucking movie. And, yeah. you know, Flash can't keep a director worth a damn. I mean, people just drop now. I mean, it used to not be that way, but, you know, it's we're living in a weird age right now. It's a very interesting time for movies and seeing it's, it's been a pretty low point for summer movies. And then also one of the highest grossing horror movies is out right now right um people dropping off of projects that you're just like oh they're halfway done filming it you know and yeah or it's done filming and you have to go back for reshoots it's like i mean i'm sure this stuff happened back in the day or something but maybe it wasn't talked to i mean i guess a lot of that comes to light now like you hear about spielberg directing a lot of poltergeist because toby hooper was like so fucking coked out right Um, r.i.p toby but you know that that was like a thing I don't know uh, the specifics of that because I was not there. I was just a little right. baby child. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I mean, it definitely does have a Spielberg feel and it has some Hooper feel to it too. So, I mean, if that's a co-directing thing and they, he just let Toby have it, great. Cause I love Poltergeist. I think the first Poltergeist is dope. So yeah. it worked out. But yeah. It's a very interesting time. Like, you know, I never thought, I never thought the it movie would make this much mo- money, dude. Yeah, it, it just, dude, the timing too was just so so perfect. It coming out in the middle of a big lull in the box office, and it's a month before, uh, you know, it's September, so it's kind of before um, Halloween. So people are kind mm-hmm. of gearing up for that, and it, I mean, just I think they really capitalized on all that stuff. Yeah, they did because I was like, it always weirds me out when like a cool horror movie comes out before October. It's like, but it's your month, man. You yeah, know, right. It's like, right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure this movie will be going till October. You know, the theater is going to keep this movie till they can't keep it anymore. Yes. You know, so. Uh, but everybody went to see that fucking movie. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got um, some Spawn news once again. We uh, always like talking about Spawn here. Um, so I think Stefan seems like he hated Spawn growing up for some reason, and now he is into into it. <laughs> I just want to tell a quick story. I remember the first couple times like Stefan and I hung out in college where we'd have conversations, or maybe yeah. just in Chicago, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, Spawn's cool. He's like, nah. <laughs> I'd just be like, what? Come on, man. Spawn's pretty dope. He was just like never into it, and that's fine. That's, I mean, that's so weird. Uh, but, to me, um, I, I grew up really liking it. Oh, yeah, I did too, man. It was like – it was like what I wanted because like I was reading like Batman's and Superman's and, you know, but like my dad was showing me all this like horror stuff or like, you know, good sci-fi stuff. And I didn't feel like 
necessarily the Batman comics I was reading because I'd always be drawn to like covers that had more horror elements. I remember having this one of like Batman being pulled back into a grave and it's got like, I oh, forget, yeah. you know, and like, it's it probably had, like, his grave. yeah, something like that. And I remember there being skeletons and like I was reading it, but I was like too young to really grasp the, I'm sure the nuances that were in it and i was like no there's no action in this and there's like barely any skeleton so i was like trash comic you know right so when spawn came out i was like this horror movie you know superhero which is weird it's like wait i can have this you know it's like it's scary it's got this weird clown guy in it. it's got and he turns on this monster called the violator and then spawns being tracked by fucking angels that are equally as bad as like the demons and it's like this is fucking this is my shit man you know, like I fucking ate Spawn up. Like I still have those issues too. So, but I would go to the comic book store every week or, you know, whenever it came out. It's like, dang, we got to go to the comic book store. We got a new Spawn issue. <laughs> I remember just the only thing I didn't like about him was he, he would have one leg with the really heavy thing around his ankle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The big, super yeah, huge, that, spiky mm, thing. I couldn't yeah. stand that, but I liked everything else about it. That was uh, his second suit. Yeah, dude, I cannot get into his, that at all. I like. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of like, well, I guess. I mean, everything else. I kind of like you. I was like, I didn't. I didn't. It didn't bother me because everything else looked cool, and I definitely liked the new style that they took him in. That he did get a new suit. I want to reread Spawn, man. I feel like I was too young when I was reading it the first go around. Yeah. You know, I definitely need like. A, I'm an adult now. I can take this on. I know what's happening. Right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I always thought it was funny that Stefan always hated him. And then I feel like in the past couple of months, he's like, you know what, Spawn's pretty dope. And I'm like, that's right. You come around yeah. slowly, but you come around. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of weird that he they didn't like it at first because it seems like it's 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 a dark horror superhero thing. It's like two of his favorite things rolled into one. But I get, he said he didn't like the art or something like that. So I, I don't know what it is. But anyway. I get it, dude. We'll have him on. Well, he'll come on again, and we'll we're gonna grill him about that again. Yeah. But anyway, the the news here. We didn't even get to it. I think. <laughs> um, Sorry, I had well, to take a look, had to take a uh, stroll down memory lane. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jason Blum from Blumhouse confirmed that it is indeed a low budget affair. This movie is going to be a different kind of superhero movie with a different kind of feeling. He's, he he says, and uh, he said he likes the idea of a low budget superhero movie it's cool i think that's in quotes uh all that but um anyway yeah them going low budget we've already talked about this i guess already um but uh yeah i mean make the suit and then make a few bullet hole wounds and some hair some heads getting ripped off and you have a movie you know like your special effects budget's gonna be real low for for a superhero movie it's gonna be really low so it's gonna be great i mean yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be good because, like, what's low budget these days? Like, it's not, like, the way it was back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, low like, budget for make... them is probably going to be, like, I could see them making this for, like, anywhere between 30 to $50 million. Well, I mean, wasn't, like, uh, it was made for, like, $32 million. Oh, well, yeah, it's going to be around that then, I would, assume, I would assume, actually. Which, I mean, like, fuck, that, those effects are great. I mean, there's, like, I mean, they're not, like, fucking Weta fucking you know, fucking, you know, normal superhero movie budget. But, you know, the thing is, Spawn is more of a, this one's supposed to be more of a horror film. So you're hiding a lot of shit in the dark. Right. So, which is way easier to put like, oh, well, shit, that didn't work out too well. Let's just throw some shadow on it, you know? Right. Uh, 
So I don't know. I mean, I think the thing is, is like when people say low budget, I think people have an idea that it's going to be crappy. Oh yeah. I and hopefully that's I, not the I, case. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe no, I mean, do think that. but I mean, but you got to think like saying something's low budget to me when I hear low budget, it's like, you know, I'm thinking like I'm watching Pumpkinhead right now. Like that's a low budget fucking movie, dude. <laughs> you know, More creative. Yeah, and I, I mean, if anything, I think these like the low budget movies that I enjoy that didn't have any budget to, to today's times or what like what they were made for back then. Even you know, you had to get more creative, and I think that's the I think that's what might be fun for filmmakers. That I think a lot of filmmakers might you know not that I am one. I have no real say in this, but I think that some of the reasons you liked the older movies that you like was because they had to cut corners, right? You know, they didn't get exactly what they wanted because sometimes you get a movie that gets everything you want in it and you still don't like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they had like everything. Why didn't I dig that? And yeah. it's like now I'm watching some movie that's like, you know, from the 80s that I fucking adore. And like yeah. I can tell that it's just a costume, but it's like looks so weird. Like, you know, um, I just feel like if they take that approach, if that's why, why they're doing Spawn with a lower budget and going through like uh, Blumhouse and stuff like that. Um, then that's cool. I think that's going to be a cool movie. I think I'm, you know, I'm kind of hesitant about the Spawn movie because I want to see Spawn. And yeah, when yeah, you yeah. say when he's like, oh, it's going to be like Jaws, it's like, dude, I don't really, I know what Spawn looks like. I want to see Spawn, and that that's the yeah. thing that bugs me the most. I don't care about a budget because I've seen low budget films that get away with some extraordinary things that I'm yeah. totally fucking looks dope. I just watched this movie called The Dark Song, uh -huh. fucking so good, dude. But there's this one scene at the end that I was like, cause some of the effects in it are kind of low budget. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. I like it. Cause it kind of fits with the feeling of the movie and the mythology they've been creating around the movie. So that's cool. And then like the last scene, I was like, dude, that's pretty fucking dope. But I like know how they, like, I know the camera tricks they use to pull it off. Right. You know, but it still looked really cool, even though they didn't have a budget. So right. Like, see good movies like that or like the void or something, even though I didn't care a lot for the void. I feel like they got, they did some cool tricks with a low budget. So it can be done. And, you know, uh, Blumhouse has made money off of their movies. It's not like they've made a bunch of stinkers and this is their like last ditch effort to make something good. It's like, they got some money to throw a spawn. It's not going to be a low budget. It's going to be low budget compared to a superhero movie for sure. Oh yeah, but, for sure. You know, you know, they're going to have a good budget. And you know, like I said, like, you know, I don't really need anyone big to play Spawn, you know, and I think I said earlier that like Sam and Twitch would probably be my main focus as a director trying to get someone that could, you know, because you got to like be brought into that world. Right. So I'm interested. I'm, I'm very interested to see the casting go into effect and like what the Spawn suit's going to look like. And I can't wait for more details to pop up because. I didn't think I'd be excited about a Spawn movie or Spawn ever again, but God damn you, Todd, you got me. I mean, just the, the news of, of it being low budget makes it even more interesting. And the fact that McFarlane's doing yeah. it himself and it's going to be rated R horror movie. It's it, they're going to get er, like McFarlane's going to get everything he wants. It seems like. And I mean, I mean, it's going to be great. I I'm going to be following this movie until it comes out, man. I'm going to be doing a Thursday night screening I I really can't wait. Um, I, I hope that uh, Rocksteady makes a spawn game with a with a cape with cape moves and stuff like that. Wait, is that is that a rumor? Is that a thing? Um, no, but that would be amazing if they did. Did Andrew, did you just did Superhouse just start the spawn Rocksteady game? Because goddamn, dude, 
Dude, Ooh. that would be amazing, wouldn't it? It'd be so good. Oh, dude. Just exchange. Yeah. Um, is he just in New York? He's not in a fake city, right? I can't remember. Yeah, I, uh, exchange I Gotham for New York. It's not a big. It's not a big thing. Make the cape a little bigger. Use the same cape effects. Do cape moves. Do the predator killings like Batman, dude. It's almost the same fucking game. You know. Yeah, I mean, it would be. It, it's like they're they're all they're already almost there. Andrew, you just made me. I got goosebumps. Like I can't even. <laughs> no, I it's mean, like, yeah. But I mean, remember back in the day, unless it was the Super Nintendo Spawn game when it, had, when it was 2D sprites, there was a Dreamcast Spawn game where they couldn't even put his fucking cape in because the cape, like graphics at that time, just couldn't handle a cape. But now, yeah. look at Arkham, where it's just incredible. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously they can handle capes now. So, oh man, it would be amazing. The game, it seemed, but the game budget would be like 10 times more than the movies looking like. But. You know, a man can dream, right? A man can dream. But I mean, I think that's the reason we started this podcast is so we could dream, <laughs> dream yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one here. We're we got two more left. Uh, we got uh, this is good news, I think. The Matthew Vaughn, director of Kingsman, and I think Kingsman too, uh, yep. has confirmed that he has indeed been talking about Man of Steel two with the producers those talks are going on and i gotta say it's a great choice he does light-hearted action really well mm -hmm. and he doesn't have to handle a full team or anything this time it's well i guess he has to handle he has to handle an ensemble but it's mainly about superman at least mm -hmm. it should be right so um i think this is a fucking great pick uh sign me up you know put his Put his name on the fucking contract. Let's get going, man. This sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matthew Vaughn's a fucking solid uh, director, dude. I mean, I don't know if I like the Kingsman movie that much. Oh, I loved but, it. I mean, I thought it was I great. mean, I appreciate it for like an over-the-top action movie. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. can definitely do that. Um, I just don't, I don't know if it's what I get into. I remember watching it and being like, all right, that was fun. But like, not very memorable for me. Um, I mean, if we all go see Kingsman two, I'll see it just to review it. But I'm going to be like, seeing. It. I don't know if the rest of the crew is, but I'll be there. I feel like it's almost time for another review. We did it. We got to do something else soon. Yeah, it's coming up. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good pick. I definitely like that they're, you know, it's gonna. I'm just excited that it's not like Zack Snyder again, or you know, they're not rehashing. Like it seems like they're kind of going out of their you know, comfort zone and maybe we're going to get a different style, a different color palette, which would be nice. Yes. Um, I def so, and I think Vaughn can do that. I mean, there's parts in Kingsman that are dark, but then there's very light, like and even in the new trailer, there's the whole like snow, the snowy mountain scenes and stuff. So it's like, it'll be interesting to see like his color choices and like his Batman suit pick, or I mean, Superman suit. Cause I mean, hopefully he'll want to change it a little bit. Yeah. That's always the fun thing when you get a new director and it's like, what are they going to do to the costume? That's yeah, why I'm right. excited for Reeves to like handle Batman. Like what's his Batman suit? What does he want Batman suit to look like? You know, that's true. I'm actually not a huge fan of that. Like the Batman, when he wears that um, like trench coat thing in the desert, I know it's a dream sequence, but and all the like kind of stuff that almost looks like steampunky with like extra goggles and stuff like that. Dude, just put it in the cowl, 
don't wear an extra trench coat that's like a second cape. I just, I'd like a lot of, actually, I do like a lot of Snyder's choices, but that, that stuff I, I didn't like that much. But with Vaughn, I think, again, it's the lighthearted, but also very pumped up action. I mean, Kingsman's rated R, so they got away with a lot. But they could, they could have, they, like, imagine a crazy fight scene like he did in the um, in the church in Kingsman, something to that effect with Superman. I think would be really, really cool. And you know, I think there's still enough um, intensity and badassness as 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 lighthearted as it is. So I, man, I think that yeah, Warner Brothers DC. Hopefully you get this guy because this is this is definitely a good choice. And a lot of people hated Man of Steel, but I think people would line up again to see Man of Steel two, um, knowing it's in this guy's hands. I mean, who, who I, knows though? You know, who knows? I really hope they don't call it Man of Steel two. I really hope it's called Superman, whatever Superman with whatever title um, they want to give it. Because I feel like at this point we should be past the point of calling him. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like Man of Steel was kind of like a cool choice because he hadn't really, be- he come become Superman at the end of that movie, I thought, or was trying to be. And well, I, I think that like also him- it was, it was the thinking that um, when they, when they remade Batman, it wasn't called Batman. It was the Dark Knight. It was always his other name. Well, the I mean, first it- one was called Batman Begins. So let's all calm down. Oh yeah, true. And then That's he decided true. to call it the Dark Knight. So, but um, I mean, like it would be like calling, um, well, they shouldn't do this, but it would be like calling the Flash the Scarlet Speedster. Like all the all they all have like these other names, you know. Like uh, Green Lantern is called the Emerald Knight. Uh, there, there, there's there's a bunch of stuff like that. So I think, and he's been called the Man of Steel since like day one, really, yeah, because yeah. they they stole from Doc Savage, who was called the Man of Bronze. I mean, like, I get, I get why they call like Man of Steel that, but I think to separate yourself from this movie that the general public, for the most part, does not care for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think calling it Superman with a new director and hopefully, like, you know, I just feel like it, the 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 color palette needs to be a little brighter for a Superman movie. Yeah, I think everybody's on board with that. Yeah. They they could call it. They're not going to call it this more than likely anyway, but he's also been called the man of tomorrow a lot, which sounds a little bit mm-hmm. too sci-fi and not as not superhero enough, but there's been a lot of speculation that they would go that route. But I feel like that would be like a, um, like an edge of tomorrow type of thing. It, like people wouldn't know what it was. <laughs> I feel it, may, it might not yeah. sell as, as well as it probably should. So um, I think that they're probably going to go with man of steel colon, something honestly i think it's going to be man of steel brainiac or something like that uh yeah well i guess we'll see i don't know i just feel like calling it superman something would be is what i want i just yeah, want yeah, superman yeah. back i want movies to be called superman because we've tried the christopher nolan way of calling it man of steel and it yeah. doesn't work it doesn't work we've tried we don't want a dark superman i think we know everyone knows that by now we yeah. don't want the brooding Superman. Like, I don't like, I mean, that's fine for a first movie to reintroduce us to a new Superman, but like after Batman versus Superman. And then if he does show up in black suit, uh, Superman at the injustice league, then he's going to be brooding then because the motherfucker just woke up from the dead. <laughs> like he's not going to be happy. Yeah. Superman should so, be joyous and you should feel triumphant and positive after watching it. 
when no. I watch Superman, I basically want to see the way Chris Evans plays Captain America. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, like, yeah, I want to see like I want to see that, and I haven't got that yet. Instead, I've gotten like Clark Kent channeling Bruce Wayne, and it's like I don't want that. I already got Bruce, and I know what Bruce brings, and everyone can do Bruce. Yeah, like it's very hard to make like uplifting, like kind of like cheesy people who believe in like the good, you know, and that's like because I'm not a Captain America fan, but I love fucking Chris Evans. I know. Yeah, so good because he's just like he's like the person you like strive to be every day, like who would run in and save people, you know, from a burning building or like take a bullet just because it's the right thing to do. You know, uh, I mean, you know, don't you strive to be that kind of good person? That's what Superman should be, motherfucker. Yeah, see that in Superman, and I don't, I don't see it when I watch those movies. Even though I do, I'm, I'm with Andrew on this. I do enjoy Man of Steel. Yeah, I think it does have some cool stuff. I also hate some parts of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, generally I do enjoy it. Um, but I feel like it's time for a change. Like they've tried Superman Dark, and it doesn't work. No one wants to watch that. Yeah, anytime they make a big change like that, it seems to never work. Because, I mean. I'm I'm blanking now, but yeah. Oh, like with the with the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, I like them, but it's I'm more, but we're in the minority. You and I like those movies, but we're in the minority. It just seems like for the mass, for the majority of people, they made it too dark for that fan base. So it's just yeah, just please just stick to the fucking source material at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know why people got so been out of shape about the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> It's just like cool. He skates boards and he's a little upset because he doesn't understand why his parents are gone and no one's explained it to him because the first movie is him figuring that shit out. Yeah. I think people were way, way too hard on those movies for, I don't, I just don't know what, I mean, Tom Holland's been good, but I don't know. Yeah. It's the internet just takes a big shit on stuff like that. Dude. The first amazing Spider-Man. I was like, oh shit, it's Spider-Man creature feature. This is fucking dope. The lizard was cool, man. I like the lizard. It's about time too, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, but um, the second one left a lot to be desired. Oh yeah, it was definitely worse. I mean, what's his name? Jimmy Fox, man, bro. What were you doing in that movie, man? That was that was ridiculous. I, I didn't like Electro at all in that movie. No, no, no. no. He was terrible. But again, they're trying to do, and it, the thing is, he was trying to do a kind of cheesy superhero movie villain, but the movie itself is not trying to be that. It's like the villain wanted to be in a different movie. That's what it kind of felt like. I agree. I mean, but, you know, I love that first one. And I'm, you know, as much as I didn't like the second one, I really wish that would have gotten the trilogy it deserved. Like that third one could yeah. have been a lot better. Cause I was really hoping the Rhino and like the sinister six or some of them would show up. And I thought that would have been cool, but whatever. Yeah. Don't ask me what I want. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the last item of on the docket here. Um, the big news. I can't believe we haven't covered this, but uh, JJ is taking over for Colin Trevorrow. Trevorrow because apparently Trevorrow Trevor is a jerk. <laughs> and, uh, I guess they just can't get away from that JJ and there's been some backlash over it. Maddie, I think, you know, this more in detail than I do. Um, I just saw that there was like a thing that posted on some of the star Wars stuff. I followed They're like, please sign a petition to get JJ off of the last star Wars film. I was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. 
Like, why do you want J.J. Abrams off of anything, first of all? Yeah. Because to me, I mean, yeah, I don't like – I mean, I like the Star Trek movies. I don't think he's like the – he's he is like, to me, the new Spielberg. But I yeah. – like, you know, I don't like everything he does. I Super 8, I was like, I should like Super 8. But for some reason, I just like cannot get behind that fucking movie. Yeah, I can't. I've seen it like three times. And the thing I love most about that movie is the kids making the fucking zombie movie. Like that's the movie that I want to watch. I don't oh, care right. about the alien because there's nothing likable about it. You know, it's yeah, just the a scary was like, Okay, whatever. I mean, I love the design. I think it's an interesting design for sure. I love the guy that he gets to do as aliens because they're so interesting looking and just like honestly, like nothing you've seen on film before. But it's just like, because he's like, oh, it's like E.T., but like kind of darker. Well, the thing about E.T. is, well, when I was a kid, it scared the shit out of me. But, um, you know, he's lovable. Right. But they're like, you couldn't relate to that, like, the, that thing that you see in the, when you first see it, it's like, that thing's fucking terrifying. Like, how are you going to be friends with that? And then there's like no resolve to that. And that's why I always hated Super 8, because it's like, they wanted to help it, but it's, there's no, I don't know, whatever. But. Um, I just don't understand why people hate JJ so much. Like, I understand that like people thought Force Awakens was too much of a rehash of A New Hope. I get it, but him and Kazan have come out saying that's what we wanted to do, and that's what they did. I think they did it flawlessly. That I mean, yes, it's a it's a move where they want to reinvigorate the franchise, not just for one movie, but for the next fucking twenty five years. So you gotta. I guess you could say they leaned in too strongly, but at least they leaned into something that worked. And while it wasn't all that original, yes, it was kind of a greatest hits album of star Wars, but people like fucking greatest hits albums, man. And I mean, they, the movie also had balls. It wasn't totally safe because it killed off fucking Han Solo. So it was like this mixture of super safe with here's a George RR Martin move where we kill off your favorite guy. You know what I mean? So it was kind of an interesting combination of those two things. And then what do we get right after that? One of the least safe ideas where you have a Star Wars movie where every every character dies in it. And it's fucking awesome. Um, I mean, Rogue One, in my opinion, is better than fucking um, Return of the Jedi, bro. I mean, it was just so fucking good. Um, I w- I'm a big fan of Rogue One. Uh, so if we start to see more and more stuff like that, I mean, why wouldn't you be down? It just feels like, again, a lot of fans, they can't take their fan hat off and put on their producer hat. I mean, yes, it maybe it's not your favorite movie, but can't you understand the rationale behind the reasons they did that? They don't have their head up their ass. Like there's really good reasons for why they do this stuff. I mean, Um, do I want more force awakens? No, I'd like for them to be more original and, and like I don't I, I would like I don't want um this to be the greatest hits album for Return of the Jedi uh that JJ is gonna do for episode nine. I do not want that, but am I upset about him doing that? No, not in the least. Uh I think it's gonna be cool and I think that I think they might be hinting that this might be a lighter film too, because in true Star Wars fashion, the second one is the darkest and it's definitely looking that way right mm-hmm. now. And there hasn't as much Ryan Johnson hate as as there has been in the past. There hasn't really been any like emergency, you know, we got to do a thousand reshoots or or there hasn't been really any kind of crazy bad news about the production of this film. So Ryan Johnson at least has that under his belt. 
and uh, and and then with the, the with episode nine after that, I think they're going to follow the format in the sense that it's going to be quite a bit lighter than the one we're getting this December. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but also, you know, it's JJ and Kazan sat down and had this idea to do Star Wars for uh, the Force Awakens the way they did. Now, that doesn't mean after what Ryan Johnson gives us in The Last Jedi, like, J.J.'s going to have to play off of something. Like, I mean, he already knows what happens in that fucking movie. Right. But, like, he has a lot to play off of and to resolve from whatever happens in The Last Jedi. Right. You know, so it's going to be a totally different film. Yeah, like, and I think if, like, you're right, I think it will be a lot light. It would be a lot more lighthearted than, say, like, The Last Jedi is going to be because, I mean, it's got a fucking red font in the title, dude. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. red and black, dude. There's no way that's gonna be good, you know. Yeah. So I think they need a director that can like find the fun and stuff, but also I think he can make a serious film too. Um, and I, I just don't. I would like to see JJ maybe expand on some of the ideas that maybe they decided as, you know, like him and Kathleen Kennedy and um, Lawrence Kasdan, and they probably sat down and hashed out like, oh, well, let's kind of just do a greatest hits for the first one to get people reinvigorated and into the franchise again and. That blows people's minds. Like, who doesn't like Star Wars? There's a lot of people that don't like Star Wars. Yeah, by yeah, the yeah. way. So you know, to, and some of those people went and saw the Force Awakens. So you know, I just don't think it's like, why are you calling for him to be kicked off the movie? Like, it'd be great to have another director, but the thing I like about JJ is generally you're gonna like what he puts out. Yeah. Like I know, like fans of the Star Trek movies don't necessarily like his Star Trek movies, Into Darkness, but you know, I didn't think they were that bad. They were fun movies, and he will give that's us one in two thousand nine. Man, that was, I I love that movie. Actually, that's one of my favorite movies in the past ten years. I think, and I think he even said like Into Darkness was like a mistake or something. Like he wish he would have done different things. And that know, one was like, not as good. That really yeah. was. There was something wrong about that movie, but I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I mean, I had fun watching it, but it definitely would, did not have the same charm as. No, one. yeah, it's missing the charm. It's it's just they're just running through the paces making that film, which it happens. You know, everybody's just doing a job. But that first one really was magical. I I've, I've gone back and rewatched that one several times. And I like. I think a lot of people didn't like Beyond either. And I know it's a different director, but I thought Beyond was way better than Into Darkness because it captured yes, that charm yes. again. Most people, I think, including like hardcore Trekkies, they they agree with with that statement i agree as well it was a little bit more fun it was like just a big budget episode and yeah i yeah but beyond was good man beyond was good but i'm just like i think jj abrams has a good head on his shoulders and i think you know maybe not restricted by kind of trying to rehash or make a greatest hits or you know uh kind of like reinvigorate the series because it's it's here now like we're we're getting a star wars film every fucking year dude like right we know star wars so i think maybe this will be able for him to maybe experiment a little more yeah then he wasn't able to because like if you look through the art book for the force awakens they had so many crazy ideas dude it's like an underwater part of the movie oh nice dude i would have loved to have seen it but i get why they did what they did because the stuff that i've seen in the art book it's almost not Star Wars. And I think oh, if they would have made that movie, I mean, it is, you have Ray, you have Star Wars characters and stuff. Yeah. But I think it would have been so far from what people's idea of Star Wars is that they might've hated it as well. 
Right. You know, like, because I thought it looked really cool, but it's like some of the design stuff, some of the places they were going, we hadn't seen before. And I think it's kind of like, I think people will look back on the force awakens once the trilogy is done and kind of look back and be like, all right, that was a good introduction. Right. Like I have fun every time I watch that fucking movie, dude. Like I just put it in the other day. And I was like, God damn, this movie's so much fun. And then I was like, got me excited for the last Jedi. And like, who knows what Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson's going to do because he literally has the middle movie where they're basically to, like within restrictions, letting him do whatever he wants. Like we're getting, yeah. you know, we're getting like an Imperial BB eight, which I fucking can't wait. That's we great. Right. Yeah. Uh, fucking porgs. I don't even know what the fuck they are. How are they sound? Like I was out with a friend and she was like, Hey, is this that new star Wars like character? I was like, yeah. And she was like, what does it sound like? And it's like push button. I was like, don't push that button. And she's like, why? Wow. I was like, cause I don't want to know. Yeah, I know. Right. I don't want to know either. Know. And um, so like, I'm cause I, you know, I thought uh, just side tangent here real quick. I thought Ryan Johnson was going to make a really serious, like dark movie, but then yeah. it's like, there's this new cuddly little creature. And I was like, well, this could be very fun still as well. But like, I mean, obviously it's going to be dark. I mean, Snoke with his Praetorian guards and shit like that. That looks so awesome, man. I love that look so, of them as well. And then it's like, where are the Knights of Ren at? We haven't even seen them. Or do they exist anymore? Like, dude, just so much to think about. But I just I just don't think you should kick JJ off. I, I would definitely like to have seen someone else. I think Colin probably would have been a cool pick, but it is what it is. He's out, so... But I think JJ would make it will make a solid last entry. And I, I remember when he read the script to The Last Jedi that he said, Man, I wish I would have directed this one. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. But um, you know, because I think maybe he kind of drank the Kool-Aid a little bit as a phrase I like to use when people just like are super into like whatever, you know, their job is. Oh, yeah. But they, they can't really see past like some of the fault the the faults that like people like within companies or whatever may yeah. have because they just like oh, like certain things click for them and they just like will fucking die for that company or that person or you know whatever and i feel like jj might have drank the kool-aid a little bit when they gave him star wars which rightfully so we're all human and he loves star wars right. if someone gave me star wars and then lawrence kazan and kathleen kennedy walked up to me and they go you gotta fall we want a greatest hit star wars movie i'd be like you will get a greatest hit star wars <laughs> you know yeah, exactly yeah and, you know, maybe now he feels a little more free. And after seeing like or reading Johnson's script and then probably I'm sure he's already seen it by now. Oh, you know, yeah. Maybe he's like, oh, I, I got some good ideas, too. Like, I want to see what I can do with like without the reins, you know, like someone like tethering me down to make a certain kind of film. Right. So I don't know. I think it's a good pick. I think it's going to it's a smart choice. It's like kind of calling in Ron Howard to do the Han Solo movie. Like he's going to make a solid, fun film, in my opinion. Because even if you don't like uh, some of Ron Howard's movies, I definitely think he has duds in his film. But generally, he makes fun movies Yeah, that are very exciting. And I think he'll make a very fun, exciting Han Solo movie that'll probably be funny and we'll all laugh a lot. And it'll be good because The Last Jedi is probably going to make us cry. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough, man. But or, I mean, who knows? Maybe it won't be that rough. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some rough stuff, but it seems like. We get some new characters and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe Ryan Johnson kills everyone. I don't know. I'm scared. I got scared again. Kylo could turn good. Who knows? I mean, I think it would be a cool move to bring him back from the dark side because you hear about it, you read about it, you've seen comments about it. Yeah. So to see it on screen, I think would be very cool. I always wanted to see like either like a character, and they've done it in books, like. You see them go like they're on the they're on the, the the light side, but then they go to the dark side, and then they have to come back. 
right. I would like to see. I would like to see that. And we're only getting like because Kylo was good, but now, he, but if he's introduced as a bad guy, so we're only going yeah. to get to. But I would like love to have seen like like Ray become bad in like the Last Jedi. Oh, there's like a re- there's like a role reversal. Yeah, and maybe that turns Kylo. I don't know. And then like they have to bring her back or right. whatever. I don't know. I mean, this is just me spitballing here because I love the Star Wars and I could talk about it all night long. All right, man. I think that's going to wrap us up for the news and for this yeah. episode as well. So. Um, any final thoughts, Maddie? Nah, I think we covered everything. I can't think of anything else that's uh, happening. Um, uh, I was just trying to think of anything cool that's going on in my life, real quick, to tell people to watch something or check something out. Um, Plus, just real quick, anything? yeah, yeah. Uh, I just watched the Dark Song on Netflix. I talked about it a little bit in the podcast. Great, great film about ritual magics and. Oh, nice. The other side, you don't see a lot of it. Uh, basically, it's about this woman who has lost someone. She calls this this guy who can get her into these realms. And it's like a month-long process of them trying to break down these barriers to get into this like other world, these other worlds. Um, but very cool um, and almost hard to watch it sometimes because just like they hate each other at some points. But you know, cool movie. It's on Netflix right now. It got a lot of really good reviews. Um, music wise, I got the new Mirker album. It means nightmare in Swedish or where she's from. You spell that how... real quick for everybody. Uh, Mirker. Yeah. M M Y R K U R. And the name of the album, let's just look it up. It just has her on the front. It's white. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the album because I suck at fucking other languages, but it means nightmare from where she's from. But really good. Um, I think that's all I got. I think that's all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much as well, but um, I'm going to close with this. I think that uh, I've been playing VR games a lot lately, and I want to see a VR Superman game where you fly around in VR, and I want to see a VR Pacific Rim game where you control a big-ass robot. Um, that's it for me. <laughs> Check me you guys too. later. <laughs> yeah, bye. Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And we'll talk about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. (laughs) Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. (laughs) And we can make money. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. You give us a grant, who knows what'll happen. Check us out. I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. (laughs) You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you a for a For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>